Recording. All right, here we go. The first monster block of this final goes to Samantha Fabrice. Crowd loving this. What a defense! That wins the trophy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ace Space, the new look volleyball podcast brought to you by CEV. I say new look because winter is coming. If you're watching, then you'll see that I've got my log fire burning behind me. If you're listening, then you're going to have to take my word for it. But as winter is coming, it means it is time for CEV Champions League. So for the next few episodes, we're going to be concentrating on bringing you the latest and greatest from the world's premier club competition. Today, we're going to be taking a look at the early stages of the Women's Champions League, what happens so far and how the competition is going to look moving forward. But before we get stuck into this delicious volleyball ice cream sundae, allow me to introduce you to the cherries on top. Matt Rogers, live from Cornwall, still? Correct, still. Not yet been to Luxembourg. When was the last time you were at HQ? Uh, March. And I left expecting to come back the week after. So, yeah, sorry to the person using my desk, who is actually Dan at the moment. And you may have already briefly heard her voice, but the Carmen San Diego of European Volleyball, former Champions League finalist, <laughs> now host of the Volley Bubble, Key Michael. Where in the world are you? Can you tell us or is it all top secret? Oh, it's absolutely top secret. First of all, compliments on your introductions. I feel like every time you've got something new rolling off the tongue, it's uh, you're making us sound way too cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Am I? I'm, 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 am I allowed to tell you guys where I am? Is it? A, is it top secret? Is it confidential? I don't. I don't want to spoil anything. But uh, I don't know. You're the founder and leader of the Volley Bubble. It's down to you. Ah, uh, well, I'll tell you guys then. And whoever's listening is now in the inner circle. I am currently in Novara, Italy. Um, all of my first few episodes were in France. I think I did seven episodes already in France. So switching it up this week. We're going to talk a little bit more about the volley bubble later, Key. So keep some of those secrets locked up. Mm. I think they call it a hook and tease, don't they, in broadcast? You give a little bit of information early on mm. and you don't deliver it to later to keep people listening. <laughs> We've got lots to talk about today, but I am interested in how you guys are because it felt like we went from talking all the time to not at all. But you both look happy and healthy, full of the joys of life. Uh, would that be an accurate depiction? For sure. Getting on with things. And obviously now we've got competitions back. Well, more than busy, let's say, at the office. Um, and yeah, uh, just excited, really excited to... To get the Champions League up and running, it was obviously quite a big uh, task for, for everyone across the office and all the clubs and federations. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's a bit of going into the unknown, I'd say. But we're in a reasonably good place. We've got a fair amount of matches done, obviously not been able to do everything. Um, but yeah, the 21st edition is is well underway now. It's been really exciting to see it just start to move. I know we came off the back of um, Euro Beach Volley as well. And just to see players getting excited about it as well has, has really sort of filled me full of the joys of sport, which is something that I certainly missed. And uh, Key, when the rest of the world seems to be standing still, <laughs> you are absolutely not. How is travel? How is catching up with old friends, making new friends, just just getting around and about the place, being you? I <laughs> just being me. Yeah, it's funny because we just like literally before we pressed record, we were talking about the L word and the C word and how everything is sort of closing down again. The second, the second wave is coming, and I'm just sort of do do do. Here I am in an Airbnb, different Airbnb every day. Um, yeah, it's it's been it's been pretty wild. It's been pretty fun. I I couldn't I couldn't imagine sitting still 
for any period of time, if that makes sense. I, I was in Miami, I was home, I was enjoying the, the, the joys of life, as you say, and I missed it. I just missed being in Europe. I missed the people, missed the, well, I don't, did I miss the volleyball? Yeah, right, I missed the volleyball a little bit. <laughs> now you've retired, you, you surely must miss the volleyball. Matt, you, you keep using this R word. We still I'm haven't put had this the official the... statement, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put that on the uh, on the, on the, no, the no use list as well. I'm not retired, Matt. I'm just, I'm, I'm taking a break. She is on a break. <laughs> we were on a break. <laughs> <laughs> if you're tuning in and you've heard myself, Matt and Key say the C word or the L word and you're wondering what it is, I think we've all heard enough of COVID, corona and lockdown. So we're going to do our best on these podcasts not to use those words at all. This is, of course, um, a podcast dedicated to the sport that we love, volleyball. And sport is nothing without its supporters and podcasts are nothing without their listeners. So we want you guys, whether you're, you're watching the visual, I did my hair especially for you guys, or, or if, you're, if you're listening on any of our audio means as well, we need you to get involved. Are we going with the same hashtag, Matt? We are, we are, yeah. Let volleyball talk. Let volleyball talk is the hashtag. The whole aim here is to basically get more conversation about volleyball, and in particular the Champions League. So it's a perfect hashtag. Uh, so let's get into it. We know, uh, we know that you're both safe and warm somewhere in the world. Champions League, the 2020-2021 edition is underway. Uh, there is, uh, well, the 2019-2020 edition was left hanging. Corneliano and Vakif Bank were semi-finalists on opposite sides of the draw. There were two quarterfinals that weren't um, completed as well. So that one, it's done and dusted on another timeline in another galaxy. There was a winner, but we'll never find out here. The competition is constantly evolving. Uh, Matt, I suppose, as the man from CEV, the, uh, the official master of what's going on, I suppose. Uh, can you give us an update on, on where we are with the competition and um, kind of how it's going to look going forward? As everyone's probably aware, we've gone through the first round, the second round. There's no third round this year due to the number of teams that we've got. Um, we know the teams for the fourth round. Um, and, and because of this ever-evolving situation, we are going to have to to do a slight change to the format that we originally announced so it will be tournaments uh, for the for the fourth round for this season um, and it will vary pool to pool where they are the dates etc cetera, etc cetera, um, largely down to movements and, and local restrictions so yeah we we set out to get a fourth round complete that will give us a ranking which will give us our quarter finalists and we'll go on from there so yeah a bit of a bit of a change but something that all the clubs bought into um, yeah and most important thing is we get competition and we get teams progressing to the next round. Well, for those that have followed it from um, from the beginning, rounds one and round two, the the tournament system has worked. It's been more condensed. They've lasted for two or three days. We managed to fit loads of top quality volleyball into those periods, and uh, and the players' power of recovery to to continue at their levels one, two, three days in a row. Um, from a fan's perspective, it's amazing. We're getting these sort of short, sharp bursts of the best playing the best. From a player's perspective, Key, how would you sort of feel about being involved in these in these almost micro Champions Leagues that grow to be bigger Champions Leagues that'll end up in a Super Finals somewhere in the future? Well, I think it's just, it's pretty indicative of the whole season. I mean, 
of volleyball in general in 2020. Like I said, I've been on the road sort of talking to people and how's it different and what's changed and everyone sort of just always has to be on their feet now. You know, it, the, any, you know, the tournament, like you said, it can be a new scheduled tournament at any moment or a game could be canceled and rescheduled or, you know, players could, or, or even coaches can be left behind. Um, I saw in Busto, like they played without their coach a couple of days ago. And it's just an ever evolving uh, sort of, yeah, roulette. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, we know who's going to be in the fourth round now. Scandici look fantastic. Mm. Uh, Magdalena Stisiak tearing it up. Uh, Vodge have booked their place as well. And there's been uh, sort of an official statement on the CV to, to break all that down. So we're going to do our best to bring you opinion and news. But if you want the up-to-date news, then the CEV website is probably the best place to, to keep on top of that, Matt, because that's uh, they've been pretty hot as soon as we've found anything out. They've made sure that the the fans can access sure. it and too. we've also got another big bit of news in that there's a new champions league website coming so oh yeah this is something new for dave and key Breaking as well news. this is this should be the screenshot we use um <laughs> so people will, will know from following all our competitions that we've been working on various mini sites uh, the next one is the champions league um it's it's obviously going to be a step forward it won't be finished when we launch it'll be more of a kind of a soft launch but we hope it will grow into kind of the home of champions league well, keep your eye on CEV socials then for the official launch of that. Of course, if you want to watch the Champions League, either games in the past or the live matches in the future, then Eurovolley TV is the place to do that. And of course, get in touch with us on all of your Champions League opinions uh, using the hashtag LetVolleyballTalk. We've already mentioned it, Key. Um, the volley bubble. It is mm -hmm. your project. It is your baby. Um for for the people who are listening to this podcast who aren't aware what it is, just give us a, a quick synopsis of what the volley bubble is, the background, sort of why you're doing it, and what we can look forward to. Yeah, well, thanks for tuning that up for me, Dave. <laughs> um, the volley <laughs> bubble is uh, it's basically an idea that I had last season, which you guys tried to talk me into doing just of myself. You guys said, "Oh, you should do a documentary about yourself, your your final year of volleyball," and I thought. I don't really want it to be about me. I want it to be about volleyball. <laughs> I want it to be about other players. We just wanted you to play another year, Keith. Yeah. That, was, that was our motive. One more year. <laughs> One more year. <laughs> One more year. One more year. Well, we'll see about that. We'll see how my knees and my back hold up. I, it's really impossible trying to work out. I tell you what, when you're on the road all the time. So I don't know if any team's going to want mm. me after this. But um, but yeah, basically, I'm, I'm traveling around. At first, I was in France and I was visiting teams and I was, pick, you know, I'll pick one player per team, visit her, show her apartment, show the team at training, show them at weights you know, and do a little podcast episode and um yeah basically as you guys know just to find out more about the player behind the behind the you know behind the jersey off the, off court um and it's been really fun it's been awesome because yeah getting to know new players getting to see things that i that you just can't see if you're watching a match and watching people and looking at a stat sheet so i've i've been really enjoying it and the cv you guys have been super supportive and also showing those youtube videos on your channel which has been awesome so if anyone is listening and wants to watch it, you can go to the CV YouTube channel or you can go to my YouTube channel or you can listen to the podcast on Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast. And uh, yeah, it's called The Volley Bubble. Earlier in the L word, when we did the Unscripted series, mm -hmm. which I I adored doing, it was it was so great to, to reach out and, and meet players and chat to them and find out 
what they were doing behind closed doors. One of the things that I really enjoyed was sort of fans reaching out and getting in touch and telling me who they would like me to speak to next. Is that something that you would encourage? 100%. I literally, in every single episode, I write, please, please leave a, co leave a comment and let me know who you want me to go visit because I feel like I'm choosing, you know, not completely at random. I'm choosing players that I'm interested in. But for sure, if there are fans out there that have, you know, oh, my favorite player is so-and-so and I would love to see behind the scenes of her life. Absolutely. Anyone out there, please DM me on Instagram, write a comment on YouTube, anywhere. <laughs> and how, how strict is the brief key when you, when you sit down with these players? Do you tell them, I don't want to talk about performances. I don't want to talk about statistics. I don't want to talk about your trophies. Well, the thing is... I we do the walk around tour of the apartment and that, you know, you're not in volleyball mode in that moment. So the girls are sort of, this is my balcony. This is where I drink coffee. This is where I take my naps. This is what I have in my fridge. This is, you know, so you're not even in volleyball mode during the apartment tour. And then when we sit down and do the conversation, the podcast, I literally say right off the bat, look, this is just a conversation between two volleyball, you know, high level athletes but it's not an interview. It's not me asking you questions about your career. It's just, let's have a chat. So yeah, and I'm, I mean, I like to talk about mindset. I like to talk about what everything they do off court, but really we, I don't know if it, it just naturally doesn't go that direction or if the girls purposely steer away from it or maybe I'm steering them away from it, but we really don't talk volleyball at all, really. That's, I'll leave that to you guys when you interview them. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Oh, amazing. Now, I'm, I'm really looking forward to sort of seeing where you take this. I mean, it's been a part of your thing mm. for a long time to kind of open the game up. And it's it's one of the things that for many years I've, I've loved about volleyball is the way people kind of want to open the door and say, you know, look at this great thing we've got here. And now we've got this this access to, to top players. And we realize that there are great people behind the great athletes. I think that it can only kind of improve things really and make things better and hopefully make a few people realize uh, what a great sport we have so keep up the good work key but don't work too hard come on it doesn't look like i'm working too hard i'm in i'm in italy right now <laughs> eating the best food in the world um well as well as the unscripted great interviews the volley bubble great interviews there's this uh, sort of sort of space in the middle where myself and key caught up with some mega stars uh, one of the things about this podcast is it's brought to you by cv which does give us access to some of the best players on the planet and they don't come much bigger than gabby uh, seems like a little while ago now key but we had a chat to her one of the the greatest players to ever take the court in the women's game and this is what she had to say Gabby, hello. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. First things first, how are you? Hello, thank you very much for inviting me in this conversation. I'm good, safe, healthy at home in Brazil now. <laughs> That's all we can ask for, home, uh, home happy and healthy. Um, I want to dive straight in and talk about the season you've had at Vakif Bank. Um, you had so much success in Brazil with those seven, it was seven Superliga titles, no, six titles in seven years, right? So why did you decide to come to Europe? It was like, I planned that, that first of all, it was my dream in the beginning, like play out, out of Brazil, have another experience, not just Gabi athlete, but like just Gabi person also. 
And after uh, Olympic Games in Rio, that I, I saw the, the level of the, 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 the competition, the tournament, I decided, like, okay, maybe the next Olympic Games in Tokyo, I think I need to have this experience, you know, out of my country, without my family, uh, getting another responsibility, these things. So I decided, okay, after this, before the Olympic Games in, in Tokyo, we'll try to go out of Brazil. And then come these opportunities to play in Vacuum Bank. Imagine how you say no for one opportunity like that, you know, one of the best and biggest uh, uh, teams in the world. So it was really special for me. Like, I was really lucky to have this experience one year before the, the, the Olympic Games to play in this amazing team. So how was it then? Compared to playing in Brazil, how was it playing in Istanbul? Yes, it was amazing. You know, first of all, uh, the opportunity to... to to play with Giovanni Gidetti and also with these amazing players like Maya, Lena Razic, uh, Bella Hawk, and the other ones too. And also play against uh, the best players in the world and other teams, really amazing. So it was really uh, like dream come true, of course, but like different responsibility for me, you know. I think I grow a lot and learn a lot this season. Of course, we start like a different way, you know, it was like a different team that Vakif had these years. But also I, I feel that the connection that we had like day by day, uh, practice that practice and month, month, we get really uh, close, a really good connection. And what's sad that we, we, we need to, to end the season before. But really, I feel like a family really quick. I feel at home really quick. For me, in the beginning, it was like, how would it be to be out of my home, not with my friends, my family, close these things near of me? But it was really amazing. It was like one opportunity that, that when people ask me in Brazil, like, how was for you? I'm thinking to go out of my country, these things. Also to play maybe in Turkey, what you think? I say, just go. And if you have opportunity to go to Vakif Bank, just go because the best thing that <laughs> the best decision that you can do. <laughs> Everybody loves Vakif Bank who goes to play there. I haven't met a single person who leaves with something bad to say about the team. Yeah, it's like it's, it's really special, you know. We really feel like a family, and for me, this is really important. Not only uh, being the best team that you have in the moment, but uh, the people uh, working the, the the right way, you know, like really work really hard these things and respect with each other, and also have all of these things and also feel like a family. It's the best way to work, and they have opportunity to play. Key, I know that you really cherish your Champions League experience and that final that you got to. Uh, Gabby. It was a long time ago, Gabby. Yeah. But hey, those medals. <laughs> nobody can take those medals away from you, Key. Um, so, so, Gabby, you, it was your first experience of Champions League volleyball this year. How was it? It was amazing. Because also one of my, my goals, the dreams that I have was like, okay, I want to win a Champions League, you know? So I was so motivated. At the same time, I had this, this, this challenge for me. And also it's totally new, you know? It's like my first opportunity to play this Champions League. And also it was difficult for us. Like in the beginning, we, we were trying to find this connection. So we lose the, the first match against Italy. So we put our, ourselves in a difficult situation after we need win all the match. And then you can see, like, we start... Like not the the the, be, the best way, and then we start to 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 put us in a different situation and get better and playing better. So it was amazing, and 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 also I can see like 
because before I was just watching the games, these things, and inside the court, you feel like the pressure, uh, the responsibility, that the, the, the high level that we really have in the Champions League. And was everything that I, I wanted to, to have, you know, like this different high level. And like you need to win all the matches. You don't have like, you know, to think opportunities to lose and this thing. So it was really amazing. I'm really curious because if you play in Brazil pretty much your whole season and do you, you end up seeing the same players across the net every year after year after year and to go in a, a totally new league with totally new faces, was that fun or was that sort of overwhelming? Or Also for me, that was totally new one, you know, like the, the way that I start, start to study also the other players was totally different because like you say, in Brazil is always the same. So I, I knew everybody, you know, like, okay, let's play against Fernanda Garay. I know what she do because also I play with her a lot of times. So play against them and also the best players in the world, you know, was like, I learned a, a lot also because I saw different techniques, different things that normally we don't, don't see in Brazil, like uh, a lot of tall people and strongest people that normally I see in Brazil. So it was really challenge for me, like playing a different way. Also, a lot of them didn't play against me. So I, I tried to take opportunity to do different things that normally they don't know. So it was like all the time, like learning and trying to, to get the opportunity to do something different. Uh, Olympics. No, uh, do you, no. Gabby, do you remember those gold medal winning teams in 2008, 2012? What are your memories of that success? Yes. Yes, I remember. Does she remember? Uh, what a oh, question. She's a junkie. <laughs> I've got no idea. No, I forgot. <laughs> no, I don't know about Brazilian gold medals. I didn't medals. know they won them. Well, no. Oh, God. You stop ganging up on me, you two. Uh, <laughs> I suppose what I'm getting at is, is um, are there any players in that team that you sort of idolized growing up? And do you think that you can emulate that success and kind of be the hero for the next generation of players who are coming through? Yeah, everything started in my life with the, the gold medal uh, 2008 because it was exactly when I started to play volleyball. Because before, I didn't know anything about volleyball. I played many sports before, and I never think that, okay, I'll be a volleyball player. That's also it's a, a funny thing in my life, because uh, I, I didn't expect to, to be a volleyball player, professional. And then when I started to play volleyball, it was exactly in that time, and I saw this generation play, you know, they lost only one set in the Olympic Games, and they played, they were play amazing you know so I said okay watching and playing I say this is my dream because before it was my dream to represent my country to represent uh, the people from Brazil and to have a jersey and then I decided okay would be in volleyball I really wanted to do that and this generation really inspired me to be a professional volleyball player also Shailen that time Shailen for fun I saw and I said okay I want to do the same thing I want to have this gold medal and to do everything that they do you know like give up sometimes the, the family like uh, the special moments all of these these things and also in London the 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 way that they have these two two gold the gold medals is totally different it was like when you look you say okay 2008 was really easy for them you say it looks like they, they they don't need to do everything uh, it was really easy. And then in London, it was totally different. It was really hard for them. So watch them in these two situations was really important for me to understand many things. And after also, uh, uh, with many of them, I was uh, have an opportunity to play Olympic Games in Rio, like Fabiana, Thaisa, Sheila. And they shared me a lot of the, this experience that they have in these uh, two Olympic Games. So 
I think it was really important for me to have all this experience, to hear the histories that they have, to also to keep everything that I need to 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 put my dreams come true and everything. Speaking of Shayla, have you met her two beautiful babies? So yes, gorgeous. they're so I see cute. them all the time. <laughs> because also uh, she's yes. from Belo Horizonte. Yes. She's my hometown, so it's more easy. So, so cute. <laughs> Oh, it's all it's all happening now isn't it it's all happening right key shall we go off course oh yes let's <laughs> all right lead the way no, i'll follow i told you gabby i'm more interested in finding out about people who they are and what they're interested in so i wanted to know if you have any hobbies what you do outside of volleyball what are you what are you interested in it's funny because normally i just put all my mind and everything in volleyball you know all, all of my friends like gabby you don't have life, you know, you just sleep, eat food and all of these things. So also this moment for me now that we have this break and need stop and stay at home, all of, all of this thing, I'm trying to, to find another things, you know, like now I have a lot of time and I'm yeah, the, the yeah. type of person that just wake up, go to practice, eat, sleep and practice again, you know. Normally yeah. I just watch series in, in TV, these things, but now mm -hmm. I try to start to draw. I think Ooh. it will be something that I like. Let's see if I have some talent. <laughs> yes, you but have I to, want to show something. Yes, it's on Instagram if you. How long? Some. Yeah, how long till we get to see something? How long till you unveil the art to the rest of the world? Yeah, I, I hope you give me a, a lot of time to give something good, <laughs> <laughs> because for now I'm just doing the things that normally we, we learn in the school, but basically things. <laughs> Are you learning? alone are you just teaching yourself or do you have some some friends or do you use like skillshare or something like this yeah no i'm just trying to from, start from beginning you know like trying to watch some videos in the youtube uh, and studying internet that now is the best way <laughs> yes youtube university that's, yeah, exactly. that's my favorite that's exactly. where i learned everything <laughs> <laughs> amazing so is is that something you're you're literally starting now or was it something that you were interested in when you were no, a bit younger? No, it's just something that I, that I discovered now, you know, I say, okay, I want to try and I really want to try. Because <laughs> normally when I'm not playing volleyball, I'm trying to find another sport, like tennis table, these things at home, you know, so I'm always doing something, take some ball and... You must and, have so much energy. Yes, <laughs> play some football, some tennis. <laughs> have you ever found a sport you're not very good at? Uh, it's difficult. Normally, I like to do everything. <laughs> Not the best in all the sports, but normally I can do everything. <laughs> Fantastic! Oh, that's that's interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this space. I'm quite looking forward to seeing what yeah. artwork you come up with. <laughs> what about fans? Then you seem to have a great relationship with your supporters. Um, what does that mean to you? Is it something that you expected when you turned? professional because it just looks like such a huge amount of people are in your corner that must feel amazing yes for me they are really important you know and i try to have this connection with them because for me it's like the the fans that we have in volleyball and all the sports i understand that they made this sport so important you know this uh, all of the fans that we have in volleyball i think we, we need to give something that for them you know they just want to give us some love some support and i have amazing fans you know in the bad moments in the good moments they just trying to keep me up and like come on gabby don't give up you know even if it was really bad match or i really played bad you know like they just trust me and I just try to give something back. Also, when I was child and I have my idols also, 
if I I was not I was never like send a message for them, but if I send some message some message, I just want to have something back, you know. So I feel like that I have to to give something back for them, just not in the curve. So I try to to take photos to 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 respond some uh, uh, message in in Instagram to answer some message these things because I think it's really important. They they make the the volleyball really important and make us alive in the sport. Well, they'll be very pleased to hear from you on this podcast. <laughs> um, are they different in Brazil and Turkey? Do the fans treat you differently in different parts of the world? It was really nice to come in Turkey because I was really surprised at the way that they treat me, you know, like really kind, like, well, we are so excited one day you come here to play in Turkey. And also the, the, the fans of Vacuum Bank, they're, they're, they look really like a family, you know, because sometimes in Brazil, you just like have a lot of people in the other teams that like you also, but when you play against each other, it's like crazy, you know, they like screaming a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And here in Vakif, I feel like really they support you in a really good way. It's not like, okay, if you play bad, they just say, oh, okay, just change guy with these things, you know. The support all the time was really positive. I really like the fans in Vakif, men in Turkey also. Gabby, thank Gabby, you very much. Thank, thank very you much. so really much. Nice. Thank you yeah. for the opportunity. I hope we will get to speak at some point soon. Cheers, Gabby. Bye-bye. Yes, thank you. Bye-bye. Gabby, huge thanks to her for her time. And of course, thank you to Vakif Bank for, for letting us have a chat, really. Um, I just thought, Key, she was a joy the whole time. Her energy is unbelievable. And for somebody who's already achieved so much to still be so ambitious... What a player, what a person. Yeah, she was so positive. I mean, I, I felt like I was her best friend after that interview. I mean, maybe that's yeah. just yeah. me being a bit of a weirdo, but I, I don't know if anyone else listening to that kind of gets that feeling. You know, some play, some players, they get a bit stiff. They get a bit, here, we're, we're talking about mm. volleyball and now I have to be business. But she just seemed so cool, so casual, so friendly. And uh, for me, I... I I, I'm sure you guys, and if I don't know if it's visually, if you're listening to this, I'll try and explain it my best. But there's a there's a photo of her as a as a ball girl at a match um, when she was younger. What was she doing and with the me, balls? Sorry? Still... <laughs> she was shagging the balls. Oh, Matt. that's right. Yeah, that's that's the way you describe that <laughs> uh, that action in the US. Always, always tickles Dave. That does. Anyone listening shag. to this? We're having a big discussion as to whether or not ball shagging is a technical term because I've used it my whole <laughs> life, but these two are a couple of pervs. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so there's a photo of her as a young girl. And I, that's, that's the girl that I see even today, even to this day that she's an Olympian, she's you know, winning medals and, and she's people's idols. But I still see that sort of spark in her eye and that little you know, desire to be one of the greats very cool it's interesting what you said about feeling like you were her friend some people have just got this thing that you can't teach where they they build bonds immediately mm. uh, matt did you take anything away from that chat we had I, I just loved the kind of maturity in the decision of you know it, before we get to tokyo I, I want to take my game to the next level that means europe it means one of the toughest leagues in turkey and then obviously the vacuum bank thing came up um yeah, and I really just I really just want to see her complete a season with them to see how far she can take Vakifang. And it is also worth mentioning that that is just part of the uh, the chat that you guys had with Gabby. 
So if you want to check out the full extended version, including her thoughts on the season of 2020 coming to an end prematurely, Tokyo 2020 being postponed, uh, her role in the team, who she idolises, and a few other bits, then go to the CEV Facebook or YouTube channel. Let's move on. As uh, the competition, the Champions League begins, we've already talked about getting you involved as listeners. Uh, there'll be an opportunity for you to really get involved as well. Have you got the uh, the chops to beat our man from the CEV? But we are going to be passing the pod as well. Uh, Matt has got a list of all the teams in this year's Women's Champions League. If you are watching then you'll be able to see him waving in front of the camera. Again, if you're listening, you're going to have to take our word for it. And we are going to draw the team that begins the competition. So when the fourth round begins, we're going to check in with this team. We're going to speak to them about how they're feeling. Depending on the team, we're going to talk to them about their sort of past Champions League experience and really take a deep dive into this team's relationship with the CEV Champions League. After which, they are going to nominate the next team. So every episode, we'll be speaking to a new Champions League team. We'll be passing the pods to them. So by the time we get to the Super Finals, hopefully we'll have spoken to a whole host of teams and really given you a great insight into, um, well, what the Champions League means to them. And as we actually get some games, hopefully we're going to get some really good insight too. Um, so drum roll, please. Matt, are you ready to... Uh, draw the drawing of lots for the very first pass the pod in the CEV Women's Champions League. So the way this is going to work is Key's going to pick a number. I've already written numbers next to all of the teams and we'll see which team comes up. So Key, go for it. Do, 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 do. I choose number five. So five is a French team. Uh, it's Vébé Nantes. Oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. Yeah, we'll be in touch. Oh, fantastic. So they're going to be our very first team in pass the pod. Oh, that's brilliant. I'm really excited about that. Um, okay. And so is it is it going to be a player from the team? We'd obviously like a player, but it doesn't have to be. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Bebe Nant. Check your DMs. Yeah, we'll take it from there. Okay, pass the pod. That is that boxed off. Um, listen out for for the next episode when, when that begins, or should I say the start of the fourth mm. round when that begins. <laughs> Speaking of the start of the fourth round... We are going to be running Fan versus Dan. Your opportunity to take on our super fan, Dan Manili. Uh, Matt, do you want to take the reins with this one and explain the format? So basically, we're looking for people who believe they are experts in either the men's or the women's competition. We're going to set up um, a, a list of matches, um, and then you basically have to predict the results. Dan has to predict the results. The, the person that gets the most results correct wins. And if you beat Dan, you're going to get a bit of memorabilia from the Champions League. What? Prizes? An actual prize. Yep, an actual prize. Oh, I love that. How do people enter? How do you enter fan versus Dan? So they just need to write to us on the A space at ceb.eu. Just explain a little bit around your interest in the Champions League. Obviously, say whether you're more interested in the men's or the women's side. And then we will get in touch and, and set it up. Right then, you two, that just about ticks all my boxes for episode one of the New Look A-Space podcast. Um, we're kind of transitioning between what you've already been listening to and, and what's going to be happening moving forward, as well as covering the Champions League. We are going to be getting on some more great guests, the first of which is Robin de Cruyff. I mean, that's an exciting guest, right? 
That is. Ooh, that yes. is exciting. That is exciting. Yes, it is. Robin and so, I have history. Hang on, Matt. <laughs> we do. We have history. Uh, do you care to... What? Yeah. I'm going to need a few more details on that. Thanks. So uh, I'm trying to remember what year it was, but uh, I was working at a Final Four and Robin was injured. Um, and I just said on the off chance, hey, do you fancy getting involved in our media coverage? So Robin ran a live Twitter feed. And then she also took a little handy camera into the changing rooms uh, after they won their semi-final. It was great. She was great. Was that when she was named a second Libero? No, in year before that. Oh, she's had rotten year luck with injuries. She has. She? And she blamed some of it on me because she also got injured when I saw her at Eurovolley 2017. Oh. So it's best we don't meet in person, I think. <laughs> but it'll be lovely to catch up with her again. Great play, great human. Um, and as listeners, as fans of the A Space, you can ask her anything. So again, the email address, the Space at cev.eu and the hashtag Let Volleyball Talk. If you've got a question for Robin de Cruyff, get it in and uh, we will ask it to her. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks where we'll be taking a look at uh, the early stages of the Men's Champions League. And of course, we'll be back with Robin de Cruyff. All of the usual podcast stuff, please like, subscribe, leave us a review, tell your friends, like organic spread and everything is, is brilliant. This is the volleyball podcast brought to you by CV. Um, we've really enjoyed doing them so far and I am hugely excited about how this is going to go as the the champions league gets underway in the fourth round and beyond anything else you'd like to add matt no all good all good yeah just excited to move it forwards and now we have competitions we can do what we always wanted to do a a volleyball podcast that follows volleyball around the world but at the same time digs in some to some of the best characters we've got so yeah can't wait and key yeah, I'm just, I'm glad we're back. It's nice to, to talk to you guys and see you guys. And uh, fans, please do write in, write us some questions, write us some, and, and for the Volleyball as well. Matt Key, thank you very much for your company. Thank you for your company wherever you've watched and listened around the world. This has been the Ace Space. Uh, glad you're all well, and we look forward to speaking to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks, bye. You need to put another log on your fire, Dave. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that episode of The A Space. This is me, Britt Harbots, and I will be co-hosting the podcast soon. So if you have anything you want to ask me or something you want us to chat about, please write to us on theaspace.cv.eu and we will see if we can make it happen. But for now, stay safe and we will see each other on the other side.